0: Everybody, welcome to Permadeath Weekly. I am your host, and to help bring you into week three is our track of the week from one of my favorite games growing up for the PlayStation 2, Dark Cloud, um, from frame developer Level 5, which you might know nowadays for their Nino Kuni series. Um, Dark Cloud was kind of that. Uh, st- PlayStation 2 Zelda game, which is funny, you know, that's always what I heard people say about it back then, I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can clearly see the cover art of the game, you can understand why someone might say that, um, our protagonist is very Hyrulean Elf, um, and, you know, it, it's combat is very Ocarina of Time, you know, jump in, slash, jump out, jump side to side, lock on, all that stuff, but, Besides that, it really couldn't be further from a Zelda-like, Um, it's a really neat combination of city builder and action RPG that I think you should all check out, because if you have a PlayStation 4, you could download it uh, under the PlayStation 2 Classics program that Sony seems to have just dumped in the trash, because they committed to adding trophies to these games, and I guess that might have been more work than they were thinking, because I don't know if they've put out a PlayStation 2 Classic game in years, two years, one year, what was the last one? It's a shame. A lot of potential there. Just, uh, just not, You don't have to add trophies, Sony. I just want to play PlayStation 2 games, dude. What the fuck gives, man? But anyway... Oh, also, I want to say... If you hear a dog barking in the background, I apologize. There's nothing I could do about that. It's my neighbor's dog. oh, uh, well, not necessarily my neighbor's dog. My neighbor is dog-sitting um, someone's dog. Fuck if I know. And they've been dog-sitting them seemingly now for my entire life. Um... And all it does, all day, all night, is bark. And their house is right next to my window. And their yard is right next to my window. And so when they leave it outside in the evening for hours, uh, it it it's it wants to go in. And the fuckers don't let it in. So it just barks and barks. So if it picks up on the mic, I've done everything I possibly could to try to um, avoid that. But if it does, that's why. Um, it is not my stomach. So this week... A lot of stuff has happened, and I am not a, an expert uh, who has equipped himself with the ability to to provide and filter this news to you in such a way that um, it, the magnitude of it deserves. We've had some big conversations in amongst ourselves this week with Sekiro difficulty and accessibility in games and Anthem. Uh, Jason Schreier at Kotaku put out his big piece there on what went wrong with the development of Anthem. You know, we've had Best Buy leaks. Borderland 3 is an Epic Game Store exclusive. Everyone's popping their top over that. There's a lot that people are angry about. A lot. People are fighting. People are yelling at each other. People are confused at a link to the past being, being listed as a Nintendo Switch game on Best Buy's website. Who the fuck knows what's going on? So here's what I'm going to do. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can clearly see the rundown. Or if you're listening on a podcast app, you can also clearly see the timestamps. Um, I'm going to bring up Anthem first. And what all I'm going to, all I'm going to say about this, okay, is I have a few excerpts from Jason Schreier's piece that I want to talk about. But I just kind of want to... It's a long article. If you're familiar with Jason Schreier from Kotaku, he's a great reporter. Um, he has a book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which you should check out um, each chapter. Deep dives into the development and the stories of the people and what went on in their lives around certain games. Stuff like Destiny is in there. Stardew Valley is in there. Halo Wars. Um, really interesting stuff. He he has really good sources, and, and he talks to a lot of devs, and he gets his piece. And he put out his massive, epic. I don't use, I don't like to use that word anymore. Once everyone started saying that that word was lame to use, I stopped using it. Um, but I'm going to use it now because his article is a a epic piece of writing In, in, in probably the literal sense. It's long as fuck and it goes all into the conditions at Bioware. It goes all into the, um, stuff that, uh, led to Anthem being Anthem, t- to the Anthem that we know with the 55 Metacritic score. You know, the, the, the big poo-poo doo-doo of February of 2019. The game that was supposed to be EA's Destiny. Um, came out and it was... <laughs> it was EA's Destiny, huh? Because Destiny 1 kind of had a similar fate. Yeah, you know what? F- kudos. <laughs> you guys nailed it. Um... No, I think this was in a much worse position. This is in a much worse position, I think, than Destiny. Destiny had something people liked about it still, and people were oddly hooked on it when it came out. Anthem had that unfortunate circumstance of The Division 2 coming out not long after it, and people just kind of dropped Anthem like a sack of rocks. I haven't... This article is the first thing I've heard about Anthem since it came out, since that initial week. And and it's not good. Um, so... This is Bioware's second. This is a a bummer for me because this is Bioware's second big doo doo um, this gen, and um, you know they had Inquisition which did which did well critically, um, but they seem to ha- they seem to be when it comes to their sci fi works they seem to be uh, <laughs> lost in space. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda came out and was a notorious turd. It disappointed me greatly. Uh, one of the I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. Um, that game coming out and and being the meme that it was up to launch, and even even that lead up to launch with the faces, I was still in it. I was still in. It. I'm like, okay, if the faces l- look like look like talking pudding, that's fine. Whatever, I'll get over it. I don't think they look that bad. Whatever, I'm gonna play it. I'm a Mass Effect fan. I'm in it for the story. You know, open world Mass. How bad could this be? I put 36 hours into that game. And tapped out. That's a lot of time before you tap out, by the way. If that were professional wrestling, everyone would have left the arena. So I gave that game its fair shake. I think that game has too much in it. But I think there were good ideas in that game. And seemingly, that game wasn't the turd that Anthem turned out to be. But a lot of the problems with Andromeda uh, and its developments stemmed around Bioware leadership and the Frostbite engine. Those two ingredients and, and you know, just the, the relationship between employees and the company culture and the studio heads and the changing of the guards and all of these things that just kept poking holes at Andromeda as it was trying to come out the door. Those same exact things are in Jason Schreier's article about Anthem. And it's fucked to me how and this was supposed to be bioware's a team that's that's the one thing i want to bring up the most cuz there's a piece in this article that is so disappointing i mean you have employees first of all i mean you know ever since Red dead's uh controversy um you know the 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 conversation around unionization in games has been ever present the the conversation around you know the conditions people crunch and and the way people are treated and and, and the stress that comes in into play here Has been an ever present conversation since October, you know, maybe even since September, a month before Red Dead came out. And when you have that barreling on top of you, it's a really, it's really a shame that there exists this relationship between the various BioWare studios that there's an A team and a B team and a C team. And like, I always thought that was just something that caught on amongst. Communities online and the fans online because people did that shit with From Software with Dark Souls Two. It was made by the B team. Me and Jackie was making Bloodborne. It's like it's all you know what, man. It's not kind of nice <laughs> to call people that. You know, a lot of those same people probably worked on the shit you liked. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's uh, you know unfortunate that that nomenclature happened around communities. But it, so apparently, there's that attitude in studios as well. There's an excerpt in in Schreier's article about how, you know, he brings up that A through C team stuff and how that seemed to have caught on amongst the studios because Anthem was supposed to be being made by, like, the A team, the Bioware, the Casey Hudson Mass Effect team. That's why I was hyped because I'm like, oh, shit. okay, yeah. okay. Andromeda was made by the guys who made a DLC pack for three. These are the guys who who know what they're doing with an IP. These are the ones who put out the big games, the big docs. These are the Dragon Age guys. These are the Mass Effect guys. So, I mean, like, yeah, you could say that and get people excited. But <laughs> it it trickles down, man. When you have all of these studios working on your game, that attitude, it... it, it so, I, I'm... I'm going to get to my point here. I'm going to read you an excerpt. Okay. This is one of the things I'm talking about here because I want to get this out of the way. Bioware is just as much to blame for this as EA, because there's one thing that, you know, everybody wants to do, and that's blame electronic arts for anything possible that goes wrong with a game that they publish. Oh, it's EA's fault. Oh, EA did this. EA did that. Oh, this must've been EA's idea. And like, sure. Yeah. EA sucks. They're fucking crap. They have shown time and time again that they are clueless on how to appeal to gamers, to, to fans, to human beings, you know, without coming off like like some fucking video game Terminator. But, but, what I have gained from Schreier's article here and from the stuff that I've read about Andromeda... Well, yeah, EA mandating, supposedly, um, Frostbite Engine be used for everything, which I'm not even going to get into that stuff. You can read Charlie's article. Frostbite Engine is a piece of shart for people who aren't DICE, apparently. And anybody who has to use it just complains that it's a piece of junk. And iterating patches and and stuff like that is a mess. And it it creates a, a frazzle amongst any studio who tries to make it. Read any developer... Um, who worked in Andromeda to talk about it, who doesn't work at Bioware anymore. It's all over Twitter now. People just talking about Frostbite Engine, how much it sucks. But there's a culture at Bioware that is just shit. The, the, the complaints over lack of leadership, the complaints over Bioware's A team basically being smug pricks to Bioware's B in quotations here, B and C teams. There's an excerpt in Schreier's article. Um, going over that about, about how the main BioWare studio wouldn't take suggestions from, like, BioWare Austin. Um, uh, the developer who makes, who makes the, uh, Star Wars MMO, The Old Republic. And this quote from Schreier's article, um, from a BioWare Austin employee. <clears throat> We'd tell them, this is not going to work. Look, these story things you're doing, it's going to split up the player experience, said an Austin developer. We'd already been through all of it with The Old Republic. We knew what it was like when players felt like they were getting rushed through story missions because other players were on their headsets going, come on, come on, let's go. So we knew all these things and we'd bring it up repeatedly and we were ignored. How does that make any developer at Bioware Austin want to give a shit about this? Bioware had to give people medical leave for stress you got to read the article. It's fucking insane. Like I can't even properly recap it without stumbling over my own words and losing my train of thought because there's so much that I want to say about it, and there's so much that went on here. And it's like, how, how the fuck, like, I'm I'm baffled, completely baffled, completely baffled. See, so yeah, I look up that article, man. Read it. It's on it's on Kotaku. Um I'll put a link to it in the description of the YouTube video. Um Oh, I'm looking through my excerpts here. Sorry. I, another thing, this is a, this is the same shit that happened with Andromeda. They pretty much made this game in a in a year. And what I mean by that is they've scrapped it and like sat on ideas and concepts for uh 6 years. Which is what they say the development time was, but just quote from the article. They talk a lot about the six year development time, but really the core gameplay loop, the story, and all the missions in the game were made in the last 12 to 16 months because of the lack of vision and total lack of leadership across the board. At E3 2017, Bioware announced that Anthem would launch in fall 2018. Behind the scenes, however, they had barely even implemented a single mission. What the fuck? I think obviously this is the last thing I'm going to say about the Anthem stuff because I could even feel my own brain getting jumbled here. And, I, and I'm I'm not doing it justice. It, it, you, It's worth the read. Um, but the very first paragraph in the article, is I love it. I love how it just sto- it jumps in with this. It wasn't even supposed to be called Anthem. Just days before the annual E3 convention in June of 2017, when the storied studio BioWare would reveal its newest game, the plan had been to go with a different title. Beyond. They even printed out Beyond t-shirts for the staff. That less than a week before EA told them they couldn't get the trademark down for Beyond. It was too difficult of a word to get the trademark for. Holy shit. Amazing. <laughs> Man. Most of all, it makes me sad. It makes me sad for the people who work at BioWare. It makes me sad for the people who had to make that fucking game. You know, it makes me sad that there's people at Bioware who think they're better than other employees at Bioware. It makes me sad that there's a culture at Bioware that oh, I get to use my leave time because I'm going to fucking bash my head against my desk, and not that oh man, I I'm just sick. You know, people leaving the company in droves, developers just just mental breakdowns. What the hell? Fuck! It's insanity. Man, let's talk about those Best Buy leaks, huh? Because those are at least, <laughs> those are at least like, cool and fun. Um, so Best Buy taking over for Walmart Canada. Um, let me pull up the uh, list of games that leaked here. Um, last Tuesday, oh, this Tuesday, this past Tuesday, um, they leaked a few games supposedly through their uh, item database. An employee was able to find listings for Persona 5 Switch, which is presumably Persona 5S, which is going to be announced soon. Um, There's Persona 5R, which is that... I don't know what the fuck it is. Persona 5 The Royal, it's called. That's supposedly right now just on PS4. I don't know if Persona 5 Switch is going to include the content from that. I really hope so. That'd be really silly if it doesn't. Um, But Best Buy, they found a listing for Persona 5 Switch. Metroid Prime Trilogy Switch. All right. Bring back the hashtag... Buy Metroid, Bill. You son of a bitch. Um, and a link to the past switch listing, which whatever the hell that means. I mean, that's a that's a SNES game. So like, but why would there be a separate store? That's the one that throws is throwing a lot of people off. Is it that's a SNES game? Why would there be a separate store uh, listing for link to the past? You know, is it like maybe like a pre order bonus remaster thing for Link's Awakening? Like I don't I don't know what that could possibly be, because if it was. Uh, indication of SNES games coming to Nintendo Online service, that's part of their, like, app, their, their their app. Like, that wouldn't be a store listing on Best Buy. So, unless they're remastering Link to the, I, don't, I don't know, what the fuck? I don't know. that. That's the one that's throwing people off, and a lot of people think this is fake. But, I mean, at the same time, Best Buy also leaked that picture of Joker's Amiibo as well. Um, so, I mean, you know, Best Buy's cracking at the seams here. Um... You know what, though, it gives me pause, though, also? I mean, like, yeah, the one I throwing everybody off, Link to the Past, is like, I kind of just just put the SNES games on the service, man. I would think that would be one of them that'd be there. I'm super curious what that what that means, uh, Link to the Past. But, yeah, so get 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 to uh, speculating on those. Um, I have no opinions on those one way or the other. I mean, we know Persona 5 Switch is pers- coming. I mean, if you can't guess Persona 5S, that thing they're announcing, it means Switch. Then I mean I don't know what to tell you. Um, Metro Prime Trilogy everyone expects. There, there's that's been rumored for a while now, um, so that's exciting. I mean make, and that makes a lot of sense. shape Metroid fans after that uh, Prime Four delay and all of that, and uh, yeah. Uh, so the other thing that's been discussed heavily over the last week, and it would be weird if I didn't comment on it because it is so prevalent. Um, a lot of people. Are talking about Sekiro, uh, using Sekiro mostly as a way to talk about accessibility in games, you know, and and it, and it's brought on this entire argument and conversation around, you know, developers' intent and should a game have an easy mode, and you're getting a lot of people shouting at each other, uh, with stuff like, you know, not every game needs to be for everybody, and well, what does it matter to you if I play a game on easy mode? And it's creating a a lot of tension between people who have legitimate disabilities who want to play these games and and have a point, and people who who want experiences like Sekiro and Bloodborne and Dark Souls to be preserved. And you know, when I when I first saw the headlines about like, oh, should should Sekiro have an easy mode? My, my first thought was like, oh no, I don't I don't think it should. But I, I think when. When it's boiled down to such a simple sentence, an easy mode, maybe not necessarily like, oh, I'm just going to play this on easy, but I think people read that and instantly get oddly defensive about the game. First of all, you know, there's no reason to really, like, get, become a, a dick weed about it, you know? Um, there really is nothing wrong with somebody playing an easier difficulty of, of a game. Um, it does not take away your achievement or anything like that. But I understand the way that From designs games, it would be kind of odd for them to have one, specifically From software. But I, I don't think this conversation should end at, now. I, I think if people listen to the points people are making about accessibility and and for people with disabilities, I think there's very valid points made here. And it's unfortunate that instead of listening to them People instantly kind of want to defend their gamer cred. Um, are there things that they can do to make Sekiro more accessible um, to people who maybe can't perform certain actions in the game? Yeah, man. I, you know, it, it's it's a complicated topic. I agree. I I I I find myself agreeing with with points both sides make. You know, um, because like, yeah, I mean, like you think about Dark Souls, you think about Bloodborne, you think about you know, what makes those games what they've come to be is that whole prepare-to-die shit. You're going to die a lot, you're going to replay boss fights, you're going to learn it, you're going to beat it. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't see an issue with, say, some kinds of assist modes. I mean, the thing is, is it's funny. People will <laughs> talk of and bitch and talk about people who want an easy mode in these games... As if like it would break it would break the the point of them, uh, but we as human beings find ways to cheese these games as soon as we can, and most of us take those routes when we can, breaking these fights that we hold so dear um so think about that one, <laughs> hanging off a ledge and just chipping away a boss's health while he can't hit you. Or using you know uh, aggro tricks and magic and different spells in Dark Souls that are cheese and Neo using that fucking sloth spell. We all find ways to cheese this shit, you know. But it, it's it's uh, it's it's sad to me because this is a good conversation to have, uh, you know. It's it's sad to me because there are people raising legitimate concerns with with these games because personally. When I think about these games, I mean, yeah, they're known for their difficulty. What What's memorable about them for me, usually, are the worlds that I get to explore and poke around in. You know what I mean? The secrets that I find, the shortcuts, the interconnectivity, and the lore, and the story, and the reasoning around these things. Most of the time, especially in Sekiro, I have very conflicted feelings on Sekiro, and I'll probably make people mad if I say them here, so I'm going to wait for the permanent podcast. I'm just counting the seconds until I'm done with some of these fights in Sekiro because I just want to poke around the world more. So, and like, that's what's memorable to me about these games. So, I think providing people a way to experience that, like, you know, when I tell somebody, oh man, Bloodborne's one of my favorite games of all time, you need to play Bloodborne. I know that when I say that to somebody, there's a very good chance that whoever I'm saying that to is likely not even going to make it past Cleric Beast or Father Gascone, and, and like, they'll never see what I'm talking about. And like one might say, well, that's their fault. You know what I mean? It's not for everybody. But it's like, yeah, but I kind of want them to see it. <laughs> I want them to see Evriatas. I want them to see Maria. I want them to see it. I have no issue if there was some kind of way or an item or a mode or something you could unlock or do or to... to Wash something over to make certain things more accessible. I have no issue with that. You know? But, I mean, I, I get it. I get the idea of wanting to maintain the sanctity of stuff like this. But I just don't think it needs to be defended in such a hostile way. A lot of people are saying some really nasty things to people about about this stuff. You know? Um, and and it's, uh, it's pretty sad. Just as sad as... Uh, again, <laughs> I don't want to just... <sighs> We're going to get into the Borderlands 3 stuff, huh? Uh, Borderlands 3 was announced. Um, it's seemingly an Epic Games Store exclusive. Uh, we have not seen the Steam logo. I don't know. I think I think it was six months exclusive. So we've had an interesting few months with Epic buying exclusivity for games. Timed exclusivity for the most most part. And a lot of people are uh, disappointed in this. A lot of people are review bombing games past games in these franchises the biggest uh, uh offender was the metro um exodus one where that game was already on steam and pre-orderable on steam and then epic bought the exclusivity rights to that there for, for a timed uh for a certain amount of time people like, what the fuck i already pre-ordered it on steam most people got a copy still but that was one of the first examples of like what the hell like you know uh and and i you know do I, I. I don't think Epic's methods are cool. You know, I, I don't think forcing you to use it is the way you get a community. You know, it's a funny thing of like, you're going to fucking use this, man. You're going to fucking use it. You're going to fucking like it. And it's kind of like, Jesus Christ, Epic. Fucking relax, dude. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's like the big brother who's like, who's like, you're going to fucking buy me those Pokemon cars, you fucker. It's like, but this is my money. You're going to fucking buy them and you're going to buy them. It's like, okay, okay. I I fucking got it. I got it. You fucking stop touching me now. Jesus Christ. It's kind of like that. You know, and it's putting a lot of people off in that sense. It's kind of like, Jesus Christ, you know, like, I, I just want some choice. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, over the years, I have had to use various launchers for things. Blizzard loves their own launcher. Yay, has Origin, you know. Um, I have played MMOs my whole life, all of them have their own launchers, even when you buy them on Steam, it launches their launcher, Ubisoft games have their own launcher, you know, it, it's, it's a thing where it's like, okay, you know, it's whatever, I personally, this is my opinion now, this is where I start talking from my opinion, if people get mad, whatever, I don't see an issue with it with let me let me clarify i don't particularly see an issue with having to use multiple launchers i already stated i think epic's methods are shitty i think them forcing you to use it is not the way to do it but at the same time in this day and age if it's available on epic and on steam most people are probably going to go on steam so i get where they're coming from i think epic's Revenue share is great. I wish Epic had a little more features on their launcher. It has already been debunked. That Epic Games launcher is a spyware program. This has already been thoroughly debunked. So the only reasons really, I mean, aside from, I don't know if they ever fix that regional pricing stuff. That's something I should know, but I don't know it. I truly just kind of don't it's really not that much of an inconvenience for me to like oh oh that game is on epic or right, let me open that up quick it, 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 there's a lot of people saying weird stuff like um i I don't want to buy this game on a different platform F- dude you're still playing it on your on your personal computer Th- this is not people are like oh but p- people you know, fought over Xbox Live and PSN and what's better and what's this. You you have preferences there. Well it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's an entirely different ecosystem. This these games are still playable on your PC. This is made for PC. These games are still made for the system that you have. It's just the storefront in which you purchase the game from is different. And I get it, I get liking having all your games on Steam. I like that too. I like look opening up my Steam library and there's all my shit. I like the message boards. I like to a point user reviews. I think they're really being used for shitty reasons nowadays, and I get it. People feel like they have nowhere else to be heard, so they review-bomb stuff, but it's super fucking frustrating to see that, you know? Um, But thankfully, you can get a good indicator of when it's really being review-bombed and when it's not, and Steam has released statements around combating review-bombing and stuff like that. But, I just, the sheer, the sheer, like, sky is falling attitude about this is a little much I think from where I'm sitting and from where I'm where I'm looking and, and you know it takes me three seconds to open the launcher and, and launch the game once your game is open once I'm playing Hades once I'm playing Borderlands 3 there is really nothing else that matters to me at that point. You know, back in the day, uh, you know, I think when Origin was coming out, you know, there was that initial like, oh, fuck you, EA, you motherfucker. But then as more companies started making their own, you know, Uplay Uplay exists, which I actually, you know what, I'm going to be honest with you, Uplay is pretty sick. I like Uplay. I think it's really cool. It's much nicer than Steam and all of them. I think it's a really nice um, launcher. I think it's a really nice storefront. Uh, I think the user profile thing is nice. It, it gives you detailed stats in the games you're playing. You play sick. I like you play. I wish Origin was like you play. I wish Steam gave you stats like you play did. I think you play cool. I have no issue launching up you play to launch my Ubisoft games. I would like to now, from now on, I'm going to buy all my Ubisoft games on PC from you play because it's nice. I like using it. You know? There's an. It's just. It's just wild and crazy right now. A lot of people. And the thing is, is a lot of people. A lot of people are legitimately peeved. You know, a lot. There are reasons. Like I said, this like you know when I I talked about Stadia, there are legitimate reasons for being scared of that kind of future. Um. You know, when things start being taken away from you, and choice starts being taken away. You know, PC's always been about that choice. You know, you can get it from GOG, you can get it from Humble, you can get it. DRM free here, you can get it on Steam, you know, so when people start walking in and talking about exclusivity, people get a little defensive, but at the same time, I mean, all of them kind of have their shadiness to them, Uh, you know, I I don't know, man, you know, it's, it's just, maybe I'm just not as into it as I think I am, you know, and by that I mean invested in my digital collection of games and where they sit. Because, I mean, when I read that Borderlands 3 is coming to Epic Game Store, a lot of people say, well, I guess I'm playing it in 2020. I see it and go, okay, well, fuck it. I guess that's where I'm buying it. I mean, I I have no choice. I (laughs) want to play it on PC. That's where it is. Whatever, man. I'm going to launch the game and not give a shit afterwards. You know? People get their blood pressure up for so many things. You know? And and there's plenty of people who, who get their blood pressure up for the right things you know, stuff like the Anthem story and issues in the game development world. But I wish more people, I wish the people, I mean, I just, people are so angry about stuff, man, that I I feel like they maybe should, maybe they'd be healthier if they weren't as angry about certain things. Like, you go and look at, people are review bombing Borderlands 2 and stuff because Borderlands 3 is going to be exclusive to Epic. So there are people going to Steam and review bombing it. And, like, they're, like, using creative ways to draw middle fingers in the reviews and, like, saying, fuck you, die, die. It's like, Jesus Christ, guys. It's, it's a fucking launcher, man. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, anyway, uh, that's pretty much all I have for you for this week's Permadeath Weekly. Um,. I'm gonna get back to playing some old school RuneScape right now. You know, I've been playing that. I'm playing that off and on now for about two years. And besides it, you know, tickling the nostalgia bone. Um, you know, old school RuneScape. You know, that era of the game being such a big part of my childhood and, and why I love MMOs. It makes me realize that anybody who says stuff like, oh, WoW Classic is going to fail once people realize that the game is not anywhere near as polished as current WoW is. People are going to drop off like flies once they realize that. They are so fucking wrong. (laughs) All you have to do is look at the success of old school RuneScape and see how much that game is growing at a steady rate ever since coming to Mobile, you know, in general, you know, over the years. Even without mobile, the game just continued to grow and it is now dwarfing main runescape's player base. Old School Runescape is rougher than Vanilla WoW was. Old School Runescape is a rough ass game, man, that you grind your butt off for anything. For everything and anything and everything. You're grinding your butt off. There are no waypoints. There is no, there is no, like, there's a quest log, but it's super, super bad. World map takes a while to load. The game is old, dude. (laughs) This game is in Java. And, but people, these aren't all just nostalgia bait people playing old school RuneScape. There are tons of young people playing this game. People like the mechanics of these old MMOs. People like the sense of accomplishment and community that these old MMOs bring. So when people say that Classic WoW is going to poo-poo once people realize how rough it is and how many quality-of-life features we've gotten used to and taken for granted over the years, people are so wrong, man. Like, you look at how popular Nostalrius... That private server name was a tongue twister. How popular Nostalrius was... Man and people playing that obsessively through Endgame, Vanilla WoW that that game's golden age into Burning Crusade and WoTLIC and stuff like the, that was an era that people just casuals even just love that world. I'm telling you, man, that game is gonna blow up. That game's gonna be fun. Uh, all you gotta do is take a look at old school RuneScape and, and and how much it's growing to understand that people are willing to put up with things that are inconvenient. When they're given a sense of community this strong. So I'm, I can't wait. But I'm, I'm going to go back to playing RuneScape. I'm loving it, man. By the way, if you're playing RuneScape, add me. I'm Peppered Ham, obviously. Um, yeah, so uh, no weekly segment again this week. Sorry. I'm actually sick. I shouldn't have been recording this. My throat is killing me. I uh, You can't hear it in my voice because I'm really pushing through. But I didn't want to talk this week because I don't want to keep fucking my throat up. But I did it. I did it anyway. They goes, I gotta have a week. It's weekly. I've already committed to this. I've committed to this. I've been saying it to everyone. I said to my mom. I was talking to my mom yesterday. I'm like, Mom, look. I don't know if you know this, but your son does a weekly podcast now. And she goes, Really? Weekly? And I'm like, Yeah. I, I'm doing this. Don't try to stop. Don't even try to stop me. I see you trying to stop me. And, and she's like, oh, I just don't know what's going to happen to you. Uh, you know. And I, and I'm like, Mom you know me for 27 years. Even before I could speak, you know, you knew me before I could speak. How many people could say that? <laughs> None of you guys. And even she didn't believe in me. I actually never talked to my mom at all about this, but um, she knows I do this because I text her and I say, I'm recording the show, leave me alone. And she says, okay. Bye, everybody.